As we know, adults with obesity have an increased risk of premature mortality, cardiovascular disease, some cancers, type 2 diabetes and many other diseases. There's evidence that dieting can help reduce those risks, particularly when it comes to diabetes. But what about the big three? Mortality, cardiovascular disease and cancer. Surprisingly, there's only been one systematic review and meta-analysis to pull together all the evidence on that. That was until a new one published on bmj.com this week. Welcome to the BMJ Podcast. I'm Duncan Jarvis, multimedia editor here. And on the line, I'm joined by Alison Avenel, clinical chair in the Health Services Research Unit at the University of Aberdeen. Alison also treats diabetes patients at Aberdeen Royal Infirmary and was one of the authors on that article. Alison, thanks for taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. You're welcome. Now, you've done this systematic review and meta-analysis um, looking at the long-term effects on all-cause, cancer and cardiovascular mortality um, of various weight loss diets. Um, but before we get into the sort of the guts of the actual meta-analysis that you've done, um, I think it was interesting in your cover letter, you said that um, there were surprisingly few meta-analyses that have actually been done on this topic, which I... I found surprising. Um, I would have thought that this was was a great area of interest. Um, why is that? Do you think? Um, I think one of the reasons is that uh, most of the evidence in nutrition and weight management has been long term data from epidemiological studies, and so people have probably thought that there wasn't enough evidence available to do a systematic review of randomized controlled trials. And so it would be difficult to find the evidence from trials. Although we do know that weight loss trials have clearly shown that one can prevent type 2 diabetes which is a very important risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Mm. And, and why was it that now you decided to do this, this meta-analysis? What triggered it? I suppose we were partly triggered by the fact that Krzyzewski had published a meta-analysis in 2015 looking at the effects of weight loss interventions on mortality and that review had 15 randomized trials and I knew because I maintain a database of randomized trials that there were many trials which had not been included in that review and therefore potentially there was the ability to do a much bigger systematic review with more evidence and also try to tease out whether there were any influences on cardiovascular disease or cancer. And I suppose I particularly have a a bee in my bonnet about chasing down investigators for data that may not necessarily have been published. And so with the help of Chen Han Ma, who was at the time of doing the review, a medical student, 
we set about really trying to be as thorough as we could at uh, unearthing as much data as we could to inform our review. Great, thank you. Um, now, in that review, uh, I think maybe it's good to now talk about what you were actually looking for um, and, importantly, what you weren't. So what was your research question and what was it that you decided to, to leave out of this? So um, our, our research question was uh, for adults who are obese, and that would be defined as a body mass index, of 30 kilograms per meter squared or more. So that's uh, a measure of obesity, which is defined as your weight in kilos divided by your height in meters squared. For adults who are obese, do long-term weight loss reducing diets with or without physical activity, advice or programs, do they have an effect on mortality, any cause of mortality, cardiovascular disease mortality, cancer mortality, or developing cardiovascular disease or cancer. Um, so we try to be as all-inclusive as possible in terms of the populations that were studied. We took trials in any country, uh, any age group, people with or without uh, pre-existing disease, men and women, to look and try and find as generalizable an answer to uh, the effects of weight loss studies. And we looked at any kind of weight-reducing diet, whatever its constituent parts, we would include Diets which had very low carbohydrate intakes, actin-type diets, conventional low-fat reducing diets. We wanted to ask the question primarily, do weight loss diets, the fact that people lose weight, does this have an effect on the outcomes I've specified? Hmm. Thank you. And and it's good to, to look at that, obviously, in, in the round. Um, when you, you went and, and looked at, for the research papers, the, um, the RCTs that you based this on, um, how good were they? Um, and what kind of things were they looking at? Um, I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, RCTs are expensive to do. They're often quite short, um, so long. Uh, you know, good follow-up can can sometimes be hard to find. So, you know, what kind of data were you able to actually pull out of these? So, um, I think actually we were um, quite surprised that we managed to find as much data that we did. Um, I think anybody who does systematic reviews knows that you always get a mixed bunch of trials. And uh, it may be, in some of our trials, we did have to go and ask investigators for more information because essentially a lot of the trials, particularly the smaller trials, uh, were presenting the kind of outcomes we want, such as people dying, people having heart disease, as adverse events that were sort of buried away in the appendices of the trial 
we, we were quite impressed with what we managed to find. In terms of the weight loss studies, yes, weight loss studies have a particular issue that participants get lost to follow up. If people don't do well in weight loss studies, they obviously uh, don't want to continue with the studies and so the investigators lose sight of them. We did various subgroup analyses when we looked at uh, measures of quality in those studies, particularly around randomization, and uh, those didn't convincingly show a difference according to whether there was good randomization in the trials or not. Um, so we, we did our best to try and disprove our hypothesis, but um, we, we didn't have a lot of evidence that would undermine uh, the results for all-cause mortality. Thank you. Um, great. So, uh, as always with um, with meta analyses, the, the the way they're done is is complex. It's good to be able to see um, all the trials that you uh, decided to include and and the ones you decided to exclude for for quality reasons or whatever else. And all that information is available online for free, so everyone can go and have a look at it. And I would encourage them to do that. Um, so if we sort of jump through then to what you actually found when you when you started crunching that data, can you take us through your your yeah the the, the results of your analysis? Yes, um, I suppose uh, we did manage to locate data from fifty four randomised trials, so that's a really large number involving over thirty thousand people. Um, and so for our main question with regard to all cause of mortality, we found that there was an 18% reduction of risk of premature mortality from people having following a weight loss diet. Um, and if you want to translate that into other numbers that people might find easier to understand. That's if you had a thousand people, then possibly six people out of a thousand might be saved from having an earlier death. But the confidence interval for that could range from two to ten. So they're still a little um, wide. But nevertheless, there appeared to be a true effect from weight loss diets in terms of reducing premature mortality. So the, the data for all-cause mortality had the biggest numbers, and so we had the most statistical power to look at that. But for cardiovascular mortality and cancer mortality, we had much fewer studies. And similarly for cardiovascular events and cancer events, fewer studies. So there's much more uncertainty about the results. So we weren't able to demonstrate an effect uh, that would have reached statistical significance for those, those particular events. And that's not to say that there isn't an effect, but uh, we might need more data from trials to be able to demonstrate that. The effect may be small. We had fewer trials that actually presented those outcomes. It, the trials tended to just give data on mortality 
without specifying the reason that people died. So it, it may be that that is partly related to lack of reporting of detail for those studies. Um, I would say that for cancer in particular, cancer is a long process in its development and maybe it's rather optimistic to expect that actually a weight loss diet would influence the development of cancer in the relatively short term over a few years. Um, but there are trials ongoing which are looking at the effects of weight loss diets in terms of influencing the prognosis of people who have actually already got cancer. So there is interest around that, but we didn't look at that as part of our question. We were interested in looking at death from cancer um, as a very blunt instrument and also whether people developed a new cancer. Thank you. Um, I want to pick up on some of the points there about the, the, the data that you found and, and that you were able to sort of investigate. But um, before that, how does what you you know gleaned from this meta-analysis, how does that fit into the picture of what we, we already knew about um, about the association between dieting and, and mortality? Um, I suppose I, over the last 10 years or so, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, at what level of obesity one really starts to experience an increased risk of various diseases. Uh, and there was a lot of controversy uh, a few years back about a paper by Fliegel, which suggested that perhaps one's BMI could be as high as 35 before one started to really run into problems from obesity. Uh, more recently, the data has tended to suggest from epidemiological studies that uh, the optimal BMI is probably as low as 20 to 25. Um, but there are, uh, again, epidemiological studies, particularly for people with cardiovascular disease who's, who've had um, a heart attack or uh, cardiac failure, which uh, suggests that actually weight loss may be a bad thing and that that may be associated with premature mortality. So actually weight loss per se in people undergoing cardiac rehabilitation has not really been much of a focus because of that, I suspect. So also we know from epidemiological studies, these would tend to suggest that obviously if you act to prevent obesity, then one would hope to prevent the diseases that have been shown from epidemiological studies. But we, we haven't really known that if people undertake a weight loss diet, that would actually benefit their health apart from preventing diabetes and various other outcomes. But in terms of things like mortality, we haven't known that actually this might have an effect in preventing premature mortality. But I, th I think it is, I think it's useful additional information to what we have already. Uh, particularly, there's a huge debate about the funding of services for weight management, uh, whether they actually are useful in terms of helping people's long-term health. So it all adds just a little more information to say, well, actually, this 
this could be a useful thing to do. I mean, you've talked a little bit about this there, but um, you know, we've had debates in the journal about the usefulness of, of some nutritional epidemiology that's done. Um, you've been uh, specifically in this looking at RCTs, but by looking across the literature, you would have looked at, at other things as well. Um, and one question that you, as you said at the beginning, weren't answering was what kind of diet um, is good for this. Uh, and yet it seems that the, the, the diets that you, or the studies that you included were skewed more towards low-fat, low-calorie diets than something like, say, an Atkins one. And I just wondered if you had any yeah. observations about the the data, the studies that have actually looked at those different kind of diets and, and why it was that um, that your your sample ended up being skewed in, in a particular direction. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, um, because I look across the literature and keep a, a database of long-term randomized trials. I have a feeling for all the trials that are coming out. And the vast majority to date really have been roughly around the use of 